Hi, welcome to Twin Peaks. We're the Log Ladies. I'm Alicia. This is Jane. And the population of this town is 5,120. We are recording from the Roadhouse tonight. Today we're going to be discussing Season 2, Episode 7, Lonely Souls. Directed by David Lynch and written by Mark Frost. And the summary for this episode is Maddie prepares to leave Twin Peaks. Pete uncovers the truth behind Tohomora's intentions, and Cooper receives a devastating message. <laughs> Tohomora's intentions. I like that. <laughs> um, and then the Log Lady intro for this episode is a little different this time. We've got a poem, um, and it goes like this. A poem as lovely as a tree. As the night wind blows, the bows move to and fro. The wrestling, the magic wrestling that brings on the dark dream, the dream of suffering and pain. Pain for the victim, pain for the inflictor of pain. A circle of pain, a circle of suffering. Woe to the ones who behold the pale horse. The pale horse. Ooh. Yeah. What does that Which have to is... do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a horse in this episode. I know. And I still don't know what it has to do with anything. But Well, <laughs> I have information on the horse. <gasps> do tell okay so as we all know spoiler alert this episode has a lot of huge revelations um and huge scenes yeah. one of them is sarah palmer laura's mom crawling on the ground and then eventually it looks like she dies um but right before she dies she sees a white horse um and just in general, like something terrible is happening and she sees this white horse like right before everything starts happening. Um, and this is most likely an allusion to the book of Revelations in the Holy Bible. And I looked and beyond, behold a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him. <gasps> Revelation 6, 7. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now it makes so much sense. Wow. <laughs> That's good. Scary. Can we just, so it's like, can we just be... I'm just, I forgot to be really excited about this episode. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> like we kind we of just went right into business. We kind of like had like a little pre-conversation, a little pre-planning before we started recording. And then we like got into like, you know, or kind of like official startup. But like this was an, I mean, come on, this episode. This episode was insane. I know. Oh gosh. Absolutely <sighs> insane. I, I was actually watching it with my boyfriend and I, he hasn't really been following along Um but I was like, you know, it'd be fun. Maybe you can like watch this episode and then come on the show. Just watch the and episode he started that watching gives this... away everything. And then... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he started watching this episode with me and like five minutes in, I was like, no way, no way. <laughs> like everything was freaking me out. And he was like, I don't think this is a good, a good one for a new <laughs> newcomer to come Basically on. Basically watching the finale. Yeah. It felt like the finale. It really did. Like, I feel like the show could, I mean, obviously we'd, we'd still have questions, but I feel like the show could end right now and I would be happy. Well, obviously, yeah. I'm happy because of what happened, but it was such a good episode, and it felt like a finale, and it was so good. I know. I agree. And it's, like, it's interesting because we're exactly halfway through mm -hmm. the series, but it really feels like we're at the end. Yeah. I, like, can't believe there's, what, 15 episodes left? Yeah. I, I don't even... It's crazy. I mean, obviously, there's a lot to get into, and they kind of left us with... Like there's yeah, there's still a lot that can they can get into, but just so much was answered at the same time. I would actually I think I would be 
I have no idea what's going to happen in the next 15 mm-hmm. episodes, but I, I feel like it would be such an amazing move to have this be the final I know. Episode. Like, I'm, I feel complete. And, like, it, it's, like, still is too. enough where it leaves, like, like there, it still leaves enough to my imagination with while answering a lot of my questions at the same time. You know, it's, like, a nice balance. Should we just, should we just stop? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing um, I just wanted to mention briefly is we got some of our first fan emails and questions this week. So we're really excited about that. And Yay. we're going to answer all of that at the end of this episode and get into it. Um, but yeah, I really want to start just talking about what happened this episode. So yeah. Yeah. Yay. Okay. <sighs> Exciting week for us. I know. <laughs> um, all right. So I think I want to start with Bobby and Shelly. Okay. Um, so we see Bobby and Shelly again. They're continuing their story. They're still having money problems. Um, and I noticed this like continuing theme of, or not, I guess it's not a theme, but I just think it's interesting that they live in this unfinished house. Yeah. And that Shelly like obviously lived in with Leo, but I just don't, it's just like a funny character trait. It's like he never, maybe it's like the whole image of like the promise of Leo. He like promised her this life and then he never delivered mm-hmm. kind of yeah i just thought that was interesting there's like a whole scene where they're talking in like an unfinished kitchen this episode so i was thinking about it a lot um but anyway leo starts like moaning and groaning and it's really scary <laughs> how is he like, so scary for being basically the only character that well he's brain dead and, like doesn't speak right. and he's still so scary he's very scary but it is interesting to hear him talking at less like jock voice yeah because he like talks a little he says new shoes but he says it like a little boy he's like new shoes i know it's actually really cute but it's really yeah. weird seeing it come out of this like scary villainous like human being new shoes it is it's, like, yeah it's so cute though it's a cute sound it like, yeah. doesn't match the, so- the body <laughs> and so they basically follow this plot line he talks about new shoes Bobby decides to investigate, like, what does that mean? He looks up the last pair of shoes that Leo purchased, and he finds a tape in it. Oh, yeah. In the boot of the shoe. And is, this is this is the tape that was missing, like, Laura's tape that was missing from, like, the therapist's office, right? Isn't oh, it? I don't know. I didn't think of that. I just remember there was... I thought it was, like, a little mini tape. Oh. Like, it oh, looked it like was the kind that was in... Tape in diane like the voice <gasps> recorder oh that but why would there be well oh i don't know anyway i think it's a new mystery oh, okay <laughs> i don't think i don't think we're getting new details but i thought it was interesting like i was excited yeah by it, i'm excited least. to hear what's on this tape though i almost forgot about that so we have to keep watching <laughs> <laughs> um um go ahead as so as we see more of bobby and shelly i kind of like Bobby less and less and I like Shelly more and more. I love Shelly. I love her. I just like literally wrote that in my notes. So I was like, I love Shelly. <laughs> she's she's the best. Such a good actress too, because in the following scene she quits her job and just she's such a good actress. She's so genuine and like you, you think that she has like such a good heart and no bad intentions and she's like such a good person and she's in this awful situation and she's so mature and I don't know. I just really like her, her character, and I really like the actress. I agree. Genuine is a really good way of describing mm-hmm. her. She just seems very like true, 
Um, and I really like her. I agree. And she, she never seems like she's like, like Donna also seems genuine, but Donna tries to pretend to be something she's not. Shelly is just like confident yeah. in Shelly. Agree. Like it. that's her more that's mature side. Like I don't think that Donna has that or she's still kind of figuring herself out, but Shelly's right. She's she's really mature. And she is older than her. I mean, who knows by how much? Probably not very yeah. much, but yeah. We finally get a reference to high school in this episode. Well, Bobby says something along like he's like, Oh yeah. econ right now. Or it just reminds like me how <laughs> like, like part of the reason I like Bobby less and less is he he just reminds me how immature he is. I forgot, like, he's in high school. He's a high school boy. And he's just like, how could she expect him to take care of them? And I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. she expected Leo to take care of her. I know. She doesn't make good decisions in men. Yeah. But I just like Bobby's really immature and I don't know. I love him. I don't like Stop him. Stop it. I'm liking him Don't trash talk him. <laughs> don't trash talk <laughs> my Bobby. <laughs> he might be my favorite character right now. Really? Well, Shelly's mine I right just, now. I like his way of dealing with things. He cracks me up. I just get... Um, okay. <laughs> you just get annoyed. I just get so annoyed. Okay. It's okay. We can like, like different people. Just like, grow up. <laughs> um, and we see Mike for the first time in like 10 episodes, I think. Bobby's friend. Oh, I forgot about him. Do you remember him? Yeah, they like show him a bunch in the first two episodes. They're like Bobby and Mike always together. Oh yeah, because it was that's how they make it seem. It was weird because it was like the same names as Bob the killer and like Mike, the other the one or man. So I was like, no, the other one. Yeah, yeah. I right. forgot about Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, another so a huge thing that happens this episode is Harold Smith's storyline. <gasps> oh. That was pretty, I just, like, my stomach just, like, dropped. Like, my heart dropped Yeah. when this scene happened. Yeah, I know. I was, <sighs> like, it's really heartbreaking. And mm. I thought it was really weird that they don't show his face. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's morbid of me. I, something about you, it felt weird. Do you think it could mean that it wasn't him? Yes, because not very many people knew who he was, right? Like, what he looked like. Yeah, true, because he just stayed in his home. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Because they show Laura's face when she, like, that's the first scene of the movie, or the show. Yeah. Because Laura's, like, so they're not, like, above showing a dead face, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not, like, too much for them. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I didn't think of it that way. But you never really show the face of someone who's hung themselves. I feel like you don't really often get that in a show or movie. So maybe I'm just like, yeah. I mean, it's different when someone's murdered versus when somebody takes their own life. Right. That was really sad. So they find they find him hanging in his home. They they find Laura's diary all like torn up and damaged. Mm -hmm. Um, and they unfortunately don't show the inside of the diary. They just show the first page again. I was so frustrated. Um, and they find a note on his body that's in, is it in French? Yes. And it says, I'm a lonely soul. Yeah. It's just so sad because just in the previous episode, we're like, oh my gosh, he's crazy. He's a killer. He's all these things. But like, really, he's just, I mean, obviously like Donna and Maddie and James, like they like had this secret plan and like took advantage of him. But he's just like a troubled, lonely person. Right. Misunderstood. very sad Mm -hmm. um i'm just curious i wonder 
I really hope we'll learn more. It doesn't seem fair to that character because I really liked him. It doesn't seem fair to just let him to let him be the sad guy who is just the sad guy. Like there's nothing more to it. Yeah. Well, if he was just supposed to be this person that was holding on to this secret diary, like then his purpose is kind of over with. Complete. But that's true. I just feel like they didn't do him justice. I yeah, guess. he was a really great character, and it seemed like he did have a really different relationship with Lori that I was curious about too. We didn't mm-hmm. find out a whole lot about their relationship. Um, yeah. So the next scene is with Cooper and Laura's secret diary that Harold had, and the diary's been like ripped to shreds, and so Cooper's back at the police station and he's kind of putting it together. Um, and he does find out a good amount of useful information from it. Yeah. Um, do you remember some of the things he mentions? I have a note written. Um, mm-hmm. But she talks about, Laura talks a lot about Bob and Bob being a friend of her dad's mm-hmm. and about Ben Horn. Mm-hmm. Those are like the three main people. Um, and Ben Horn is a friend of her dad's. It just makes me feel like it's all like interta- interchangeable kind of. Yeah, and like um, the three of them are all very connected. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, one of the things she says about about Bob that was really interesting to me was that she, in her diary, she says like Bob has been a dark force in her life since childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just like it makes me think back to when Harold was first talking about the diary with Donna, and he's like, "There's nothing useful in here." But like some of the things we find out from this diary, I feel like. I don't know, are really big. Are really big and they like are really tying the story together. I forgot he said that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean we talked about like who is he to, you know, decide that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's very shady. Um and then the thing that really caught me was what she says about Ben Horn. She says, Someday I'm gonna tell the world about Ben Horn. I'm gonna tell the world who he really is. Yeah. Just seems so dark. It's like like, vengeance. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, and then, well, I think that's basically everything we find out from the diary, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, in connection with that, um, Aubrey, I, I want to talk about Aubrey and Ben. Mm, this is a good um, one. Go ahead, what? No, it just, this is big. She basically confronts her dad. She does. Yeah. And she questions him, like, like she basically gets to the point. She's like, did you know that Laura worked at the One-Eyed, One-Eyed Jacks? Because um, she finds out that he's the one who owns it. And then she says, he says, yes. And then she says, did you kill Laura? And he says, no, but I loved her. Which is, well, yeah. puke. Um, but just hearing that, like, I don't know what Ben's version of love is. I know. I don't know <laughs> if just, I want to know. <laughs> I know. Like, just hearing that and then reading about him in Laura's diary makes it feel so creepy and, like, abusive and, I don't know, whatever. Like, horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and another question that Audrey asks him is if he slept with Laura. And, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, he answers yes. He, like, won't answer, and then she's like, did you kill her? And then he's like, I loved her. Right? Something like that. Or am I thinking? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah. 
I like the part where she's like she's like confronting him about owning one eye jacks and he's like how could you know or like you know he's still kind of denying yeah. it and she's like i was there remember prudence with the little mask on her face and she like totally confronts so him about creepy. being in the room and it's, uh, it's about him trying to like sleep with her <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um and then the other big event that happens with ben is with the one-armed man mm-hmm um he is under custody with the sheriff right now and he's still mike like he's possessed by mike mm-hmm. basically um and so while he's possessed he said that thing last episode at the very end where he was talking about where bob was and they decided that bob is at the yeah hotel the great northern just hotel from the hints mm-hmm and so they take him there to visit the different patrons and see if he can spot bob um and he keeps meeting people and he's like, no, no, that's not the person. That's not the person. Um, and there's all this like chaos going on. Yeah, it's really room. busy. Like, did that strike you? Yeah. Did that strike you yeah, as well, odd? I mean, it makes sense because the clue was that there's like a lot of people, a place where there's like a lot of souls. And it did it did feel like that's more true. chaotic in the scene. It took me a second to realize that. Like, all the police department was there, like, Hank and Cooper and Andy, and there's all these people walking around, and they're taking turns, like, bringing different people up. Like, it was definitely chaotic. Mm-hmm. Right. Plus all mm-hmm. the sailors. And, like, who were the people that were just, they like, all... walking around with bouncy balls? Like, that was so <laughs> random. I think those were sailors. <laughs> I know. At first, I was like, what is that sound? <laughs> like, what's happening? Yeah, it was just a little, like, crazy. And I was like, what are they trying to show? I don't know. But then... He, they basically, they keep introducing him to people. They're not getting him to make any, like, remark about recognizing anyone. And then finally, Ben Horn, Horn kind of storms up because he's upset that they're in his hotel. And um, Mike slash the one-armed man freaks out and, like, mm-hmm. starts convulsing. And they have to stop the yeah. investigation. It's right when, yeah, Ben walks in the room, basically. Right. Um, and so, like, tying all of this together, they they found out from Laura's diary that Ben was mm-hmm. connected to her somehow. They find out, or Audrey finds out that yeah. they slept together. And third, they find out that the one-armed man sees Ben and has some sort of, yeah. like, Cooper went back to him. using the clue that the giant gave him uh, that was, like, mm-hmm. uh, without chemicals, he points. Like, referring to, like, the one-armed man is no longer, like, Uh, on drugs. Like, he's, and then. Right. I don't think I got that until just now. (laughs) So, it's like, that leads up to it. (laughs) And then also, Audrey goes to Cooper and tells Cooper that her dad owns one-eyed Jacks, and he slept with Laura, and they'd been sleeping together, and he doesn't know for how long. So, everything just kind of comes together, and they decide to arrest Ben for, for questioning um, he's like a suspect, an official suspect yeah. um, for Laura Palmer's murder. Yeah, and he tries to kind of get out of it. He tries to like, you know, not take them seriously. And he almost tries to like leave, but they end up, they are like not playing around with him. They take him like straight. They like basically like three people jump on I him. I loved and take that him scene. I thought that was stuff. a really great scene because they were really serious about it. Um, you could tell that like all the policemen who obviously have been working really hard on this case, like they finally feel like they're really close and it's really serious and it's like someone who's really involved with the community. And so 
you just like feel the weight of that. And then a little humorous moment, which yeah. I just, I was laughing so hard, I don't even know why, was they give Ben like the old classic <laughs> line, like, you can come with us quietly or we can like drag you out of your hotel in handcuffs and everyone will see you. And he just like is in denial yeah. and he starts to walk away and like to exit through the back door and he's like, I'm gonna go grab a sandwich. And then that's when, <laughs> that's when they jump on him yeah. and they like put him in handcuffs and he's like screaming and <laughs> I'm going to say Yeah. I know. Harry's kind of a badass in this episode. Yeah, I know. They're all, they were all really legit. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, you're right. That is a really good episode. It didn't like strike me when I first saw it, but now that you're repeating it back to me, I'm like, yeah, that is really important. It's like they're finally catching a break and it's this horrible person that everyone hates and they finally get to like put him in the handcuffs. If not actually prosecute him, they at least get to like humiliate him a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it's a good moment. It's a good time for Twin Peaks. Good. It's very satisfying. Like, I don't know if I fully believe that he was a killer, but you know he's involved with, like, her going down, and he's involved in so many bad things that, yeah, it's just it's just satisfying to see him being put in handcuffs and yeah. even being a suspect yeah, for it. Yeah, totally. And it's like, yeah, that's all that matters. The fact that he was involved is enough to get him put into prison, I think. Uh, depending yeah. on how he was involved, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what they're able to prove, we'll see, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, the other little thing. <gasps> what? What? We know. Sorry. I just got excited for something to talk about that I almost forgot about. Oh, go. Wait, what's your little thing? Uh, Ed and Nadine. I'm just going to give a little update. Okay, let's just go in there real quick. Okay. <laughs> it's not much. I mean, they're at the double R. Um, Nadine still thinks she's in high school and she has a conversation with um, um, Norma. Norma, and it is so sad. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like <laughs> very heartbreaking. Like, because Nadine thinks she's in high school, which is when Norma and, and uh, Ed went out. And she's just like, she's like, I hope you don't have any hard feelings. And Norma's like, why would I? And she's like, oh, you know, you and Ed used to go study. And it's just like, they're having this, like, they're basically like reliving past pain. It seems I know. Like. That yeah. sucks. And, you know, obviously Nadine doesn't realize and she's just being yeah. like innocent, dumb about it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, Eddie and I are going out now and I just wanted to make sure that you were, you know. But. Yeah. I know. It's very sweet. Um, and then they just end the scene with her breaking a <laughs> another thing. She like breaks a milkshake glass right in her hands. With her super strength. Yeah. And it's just like bleeding everywhere. Yeah. But she's still so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know what strikes me a little bit is that um, Norma, no one has, well, Norma especially, but no one's really referenced um, uh, Hank? Yeah. Is that his name? Oh, okay. where did he go? Oh, yeah. He was, uh, he's been captured at one idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no one looking for him. Does Norma care? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I know it's been like a day or two, but still. That's true. She's like running the double R by herself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. That was all I really wanted to say about them. Yeah, I wonder where, I do wonder where this is going to go because, I mean, this is probably the third time that they've kind of showed us the same thing where, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I like Ed. I like Nadine. I think this is like a funny bit, but I'm just wondering where it's going to go because they keep showing us that she thinks she's in high school and she has super strength and I just like don't want to see her mad. And Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know what they're going to do with this. I know. It's like. It seems like comic relief, but mm-hmm. if that's what it is, it's just like if you 
think about it for more than a second, you can really tell that that's all it is. Like there's no, which seems odd to just put in something just to be funny. Yeah. But like, have it not connect to anything else. I'm really not sure if it has a point. Right. I hope it does. Yeah. <laughs> what did you want to talk about? Okay. Well, I just looked at, at my notes and uh, remembered that the log lady is in this episode. I know. <laughs> and so she has a good entrance. I know that shot where she, oh, it was good. It was Such really a good, good entrance. I was so happy. It was like <laughs> a slow reveal where she just kind yeah. of like comes into focus. She just kind of like her log and her holding yes. her log just kind of like. Like starts it's the log going in front of the camera. She just like peeks in front of the camera, and then you really you know it's her. And they show her. She's I was at like the police cracking station. up. I was so excited. I was like like yelling because it was like a very slow reveal. It yeah. gave me time to react, and yeah. I was like, yeah. It was so <laughs> like, good because I mean I bet a lot of people feel this way that they're fans of her, and then she's been missing for a while, and she comes back, and you know it's going to be good when she comes back. Yeah, like something's going to happen, and it is. Mm-hmm. Um, she gives us so much information. I feel like I like, I don't know why. I feel like I want to be like secretive about it, but everyone who's listening, this is probably (laughs) watched the episode, but she gives us a ton of information. She basically, she tells Cooper that, you know, something's coming. The owls are in the roadhouse. That's her clue. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they all just decide, I like that they like, don't question her at all. They're like, okay, let's go to the roadhouse. Like, in any other town, they'd be like, oh, this crazy lady can't trust a thing she says. Like, she's bonkers. And, right. But no, like, right. she's a reliable source. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you notice, Um, I noticed uh, her, her earrings, the earrings she was wearing. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I didn't notice that them. they were, like, cutouts of logs. Yeah. <gasps> That's amazing. Or kind of like the inside of the of a tree, or like the inside of a log with kind of the rings and the misshapen circle. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what her earrings were. That's so cool. <laughs> She's the I best. Know. She's really dedicated. Um, She's dedicated. So pretty much the next big thing that happens is at the roadhouse. And it seems like everyone is there. So like Cooper and Harry and the log lady, they all go together to the roadhouse um mm-hmm. donna and james they meet at the roadhouse mm-hmm. and um also bobby's at the roadhouse too he's like drinking himself into sadness oh yeah but... yeah <sighs> poor baby bobby so uh, i just i don't even know where to start here something cute i mean a lot of huge things happen so we talked about laura's mom crawling on the mm-hmm. floor um, earlier in the day, you see that Madeline announces to Laura's mom and Laura's dad, Leland, that she's going back home. Um, and you can tell she's like kind of nervous and they're all just like having coffee together. And then she tells them and they're really supportive and they're like, of course you have to go back. And Laura's mom's like a little sad, but nothing crazy. And Leland says, you know, I understand completely. And it's a really sweet mm-hmm. scene. And there's this tape playing in the back or the not record, tape, but yeah. record playing in the background um and they make it really visible like they at one point the camera moves to where the family is blocked by yeah. the record players so you're just watching the record player play and hearing them talk i in thought the that was a really interesting shot because that whole scene was done with one take and it's just kind of panning mm-hmm. and it just like you can really feel you could feel her nervous nervousness 
and it just everything's played out over this one shot and it just kind of like all happens and yeah it goes behind the record player the record player is like a character in the scene almost Mm -hmm. that was interesting yeah yeah i know it's like you're looking over a person's Mm -hmm. shoulder yeah they did it it was like i was afraid and you could tell it's ominous yeah Mm -hmm. it's ominous it's like something's coming and actually i have to give you props because you did two amazing things um last episode um Mm -hmm. you said two things so you said one thing we were talking about ben and how um, the one-armed man gave a hint to as to where mm-hmm. um, Bob was. And you were like, everything points to Ben. And then in this episode, you know, they go there. They talk to Ben. They arrest Ben. Oh, so you. good prediction. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second thing you said is we were talking about Maddie and saying that she was going home. <gasps> and you ended that, like, little oh, conversation no. by saying, I hope she makes oh, it out God, alive. Totally joking. Because we're like, no one leaves Twin Peaks. <laughs> and it's just like she's leaving but sadly that does not happen i thought that was so funny god you're spot on so so next we see the record player again and it's later in the day it's still playing and it's like at the end of the song so it's just making that sound where it's like spinning and then clicks over Mm -hmm. again spins clicks which is also like creepy and very david lynch we've talked about before how he likes to like give personality to inanimate objects um which is totally this scene like that's all he's doing because he constantly goes back to it and then you yeah it's just it's like a ticking Mm -hmm. clock yeah and um and then you see it just go ahead even before we know what's happening all I could think of when they kept showing that record player was Leland and just how he's, we've talked about it a bunch, how he's really tied in with music and he has a strong reaction with music. And he either like, in the at mm-hmm. first he would get like really sad and emotional and then like music would make him really happy. And just like now that they're showing this record at the end of the song and it's just like, but it's still going, it just like made me feel like, it was just like a really unsettling feeling and I felt like it had to do with Leland and I'm like yeah. something's coming and it has to do with him and like reaching an end point or like reaching his limit and I don't know. Ooh, yeah. Boiling point. And they like portray that with kind of That's interesting. Well, music but not music at the same time for him. Yeah. That's really interesting. That's a good point. And like in past episodes I would never see I feel like we wouldn't really see him listening to a mm the end of a record we would like he would instantly like jump up and change it over and you know yeah. dance with a picture or something yeah <laughs> so you see laura's mom crawling down the stairs it's again like very scary because like at first it's like oh you know they left the house and yeah. didn't change over the record weird and then it's like what the hell like she's crawling by herself down the stairs she has this vision Boy, of a horse which we talked about and then she just it, i think she passes out or she dies i don't know yeah, what's going I think on with her in the first passes place out. I hope, i'm hoping that she just passes out which she like passes out in the middle of the living room on, yeah, the, on the floor who knows? and then it shows leland like standing kind of on the side of the living room in in front of a mirror and he's like fixing his tie and that's pretty much yeah. when the show gives us the reveal of leland looks in the mirror and he sees bob and then they like cut back to Bob. Or I'm sorry, yeah. they cut back to Leland, and then it changes back and forth between Bob and Leland, revealing that like 
they're the same person right right yeah and it's either you know bob is taking over leland or leland has a split personality disorder whatever like Mm -hmm. whatever it is this one being is the same thing and obviously the killer as well and then maddie comes in she's like looking for leland and and she she comes in the room and he basically attacks her he like taunts her he punches her he dances with her passed out body he kisses her chin in the creepiest oh, and it was like, way. I wasn't sure if he was like, how uncomfortable were you? Her, kind of like eating her. I was like afraid he was like, going to bite her. It just, oh my God. Scene, it was so good though. It was, it was so intense because when he, when he punches her too, it's just, it's so real. Cause at first he's kind of like, he's like grabbing her and choking her. And like, you don't realize how intense it is. And you, I don't know. I kind of almost thought like, oh, he's just, like, being taken over and he's not really going to hurt Maddie. And then he, like, punches her really hard in the face and it's just... Right. It's scary. Yeah. It's really scary. And the part where he, like, taunts her, you can really tell, like, it's not Leland anymore at all. It's so scary. And then, yeah, just the part where he was, like, eating her chin. I did not think that he was eating her, but if I thought that, (laughs) I think I would have been even more horrified. But I thought he was just, like... Right, but it just was in such a yeah. weird way. I th- yeah, yeah. and but I was really afraid that it was way. going to become really aggressive and that he would like hurt her and bite her or something. I just like I don't know because he kept going back and forth because while he's holding her and hurting her and then also hugging and dancing with her, he's going back and forth between being Bob and being Leland, and like sometimes he's crying and sometimes he, he seems happy and then other times he's kissing. It's just like a whole range of things and then he like slams her face into a wall and it seems like yeah she's she's dead it's a is what i got from that yeah for sure (sighs) he says yeah he slams her face into a wall and then he yells you're going back to missoula montana Um, which is like what's written on the picture too and she was going back to missoula but just weird like like she's what? she is going back know. like she wanted but horrifying. she's not going back the way she's wanted she's gonna go back as a corpse like that's what i got from it yeah in a body bag Ugh. oh my gosh gross <laughs> it was just like this really intense rough. for me because i and kept thinking like Maddie's character is played by the same actress that was Laura Palmer. Like, it's the same actress. And so I just, like, kind of, like, blew my mind a little bit. I was thinking, like, this season started out with the murder of Laura Palmer, which is that actress. And then Maddie Mm -hmm. gets murdered. And it's just, like, Laura Laura being murdered twice. It's just kind of, like, and it's by the same person. It's by her father or Bob. And it's just, like, I'm just, like, oh, it's it's literally happening again. And it just feels... So much more like the same right. exact thing. Yeah, I totally understand why you feel uncomfortable by that, but I can't put into words like what makes me so uncomfortable about that. But yeah, yeah it it's is more so, horrifying like, because it's played by horrifying. the same actress. Yes, it's a different character, but Ugh. it's the same person that's like going through the same things. And the fact that a few scenes ago, we possibly found out like Ben was arrested, so you kind of feel resolved. And but then maddie gets murdered and it's just uh it's just like heartbreaking yeah
and like while all of this is happening everyone is at the roadhouse and i have this is one of my favorite scenes and it really matches up with the first season first episode of the first season or donna Mm -hmm. like everyone in the roadhouse just has something come over them where they kind of realize something's happened um the waiter that was there when cooper got shot walks over to cooper and he taps him on the shoulder and says i'm sorry and then everyone like they show different reactions of everyone twin peaks like having a realization that something happened to someone i don't know if they know that something happened to maddie but they show donna Mm -hmm. and she's like crying and then james is comforting her and like it mm. really reminded me of that first scene in the first season. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where they're in school in the classroom. Yeah, yeah. and I love that scene where there's like no, yeah. no one comes in and says anything. She just starts crying, and she like holds her like chest and looks over at James, and she knows like right away what happened. Like like they all just they know yeah. like when Laura sees something, they just know that something happened to her. Yeah, it was like ah, uh, it was really touching. Yeah, I th- I feel like it was kind of a combination of just like that idea of everything kind of being connected in this town and the universe and they kind of everyone had this feeling that something was happening. I don't think anyone necessarily knew that Maddie was being murdered at that moment, but just kind of that feeling. And then also at the same time, the band that was playing at the Roadhouse, like the song that uh, the band was singing I feel like also made everybody just kind of remember Laura. So just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like a combination of multiple things that kind of took over everyone and this sadness kind of seeped in. And I mean, meanwhile, they're cutting back and forth between like the murder, the murder, Maddie getting murdered. Yeah. And that, so there's a singer at at the roadhouse um, Mm -hmm. and her name is Julie Cruz and Mm -hmm. she actually put out an album with david lynch before the twin peaks came out and it had the twin peaks theme song and like a bunch of other songs that are used in the show Mm -hmm. isn't that cool no i didn't know that that's interesting yeah so all of that music like existed before the show started and then they used her for the theme song and stuff it but she like has lyrics to the song the theme song is wordless but yeah on her album it has lyrics but it was just cool to see her in twin peaks Mm mm-hmm um but also like made it more intense because it's the original singer singing it yeah i don't know it just Um, brings more substance to everything yeah yeah it was really crazy um so about the murder and like the way that they revealed it to the general public because that's what this whole show is about is like who killed lauren palmer that was like the whole viral marketing of it that's how it kind of got popular um, they didn't reveal that information to uh-huh. even the cast members. Um, and I found this like little thing on the Twin Peaks Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Um, so it says the cast of Twin Peaks did not know who would be revealed as Palmer's Laura Palmer's killer for some time. Wise had hoped his character Leland would not be the eventual murderer. As the parent of the of a young girl, he was dis- disturbed by the idea of portraying a man who had murdered his daughter. Mm. Wise was called to a meeting with Lynch, Frost, Cheryl Lee, and Richard Boehmer, during which Lynch told those assembled that Leland Palmer was the killer. <sighs> While addressing Wise, Lynch said, Ray, it was you. It was always you. However, Wise felt that the end result was beautiful, and it left him and his character satisfied and redeemed. Wow. Isn't that cool? Oh, my god! Before this, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, before this meeting, the only people who knew the killer's identity were Frost, Lynch, and Lynch's daughter, Jennifer, who had been given the information to show that, so that she could offer, author the 1990 tie-in novel. Jesus, I got tongue-tied, um, just now. <laughs> um, but yeah, isn't that cool that they, like, kept it a secret until basically this episode came yeah, out? Yeah, that's crazy. And I saw something else that said that that scene where Maddie gets murdered, it was filmed three times. Once once with um, Ben Horn's character, once with Leland's character, and uh, a final time with Bob's character. That is yeah, so to like To cool. also keep it more secretive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then that's crazy. even the people on the scene didn't necessarily know which one it was. And it ended up being a combination of Bob and Leland, but... That's so yeah, cool. I that's love pretty that. cool too. I, I I think think that's very smart. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then they they outro this episode because they normally outro the episode with the curtains. Mm-hmm. I believe they outro this episode with Cooper, um, in front of the curtains, and then the song, singing the song that was like playing in the mm-hmm. bar. Which, I don't know, it's, I just like that final shot. He's just kind of, like, lost. Yeah. Like, everyone is reacting to the death, but he's just kind of, like, lost. Well, the other thing funny. that happened at the roadhouse was, um, like, Cooper has a vision of the, oh, yeah. the giant kind of appears on stage and replaces the band. And I believe that only, I'm pretty sure only Cooper sees this. And the giant says, um, like, it's happening again. And and kind of just stands there and disappears but I just I just I don't even think Cooper knows what to do he just sits there and he's just kind of yeah. in shock and he's probably like just thinking about everything but I mean what can he do he doesn't know what yeah. is happening but right he just well yeah he really doesn't I'm really interested to see what the next episode is and the reaction to all of this I know this feels so much like a um a series finale um the other thing that so james and donna are like having a conversation basically about maddie um and how she was planning on leaving and the other thing that really hit me kind of it hit my ears kind of weird is james tells matt or james tells donna that maddie told him that she's about to leave town and go back home and donna's first reaction was like she didn't tell me that Oh, yeah. It almost felt accusatory, like, weird. And then that's before anything happens to Maddie. And then she gets harmed. And then after she, like, Maddie seems like she's dead, I was like, oh, my gosh. If they don't realize that (gasps) um, Leland did it, then Donna's for sure going to suspect James, right? Like, it just seemed like she was already on that path. Yeah, they're already kind of setting up for... Oh my gosh, wow, that's a really good thought. They're already kind of setting up for... Obviously, there's another murder that's happened in this town. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like James or some other people might have just thought that Maddie left. Yeah. Like, it could be set up that way. Like, oh, she went home. That's true, too. But then there could still be some suspicion because Dawn is right. Like, Maddie didn't say anything to her and they were pretty close. Yeah. So then she could be suspicious and then James would be like, no, it's fine. Like she went home and then that could put something in between Donna and James. Totally. Ooh, good call. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, go ahead. So another thing, um, well, 
with the murder when when Leland after he kills Maddie and he puts a letter under her fingernail. You know, like he's yeah done or like it's been done with all these women that yeah. have been murdered. Did have did we ever find out what that means? What that like they, link was? I think they thought it spelled Robertson. Uh huh. Is what it was. Oh, like Bob. Yeah. And he put an O, so it still fits in that. Okay. If that's what it is. I wasn't sure if it was a D or an O, but an O makes more sense. What happens okay. when you kill your ninth person and you're out of letters? <laughs> like if you're spelling Robertson, you know? Maybe he's set free. I don't know. <laughs> he's like I mean, a it's genie. a good thing he's not just spelling Bob. Because yeah. he'd be done. Not enough, it's not enough people to murder. That's so funny. Um, the, I just thought of something else with James and Donna in that conversation as well. They're talking mm-hmm. about Harold. Because um, Donna starts the conversation with like, did you hear about Harold and what happened? And James seems so cold and weird. Like he's just kind of like, it wasn't anybody's fault. Like, he just doesn't even seem upset at all to me. Yeah, but I was thinking about it, too. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just think that that's how James is. Maybe. And it also made me like him less. And then I was me realizing, too. like, oh, I'm liking kind of, like, the boys of the show less. Like, James and Bobby. <laughs> I was talking about how I like Bobby less. <laughs> I disagree about the Bobby thing. But I hear <laughs> you about the James thing. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it's James's character or if it's the actor. Yeah, I think it might be a little bit of both. Because sometimes James, the actor, mm-hmm. seems, well, his acting seems pretty, like, dull. Yeah, it seems, like, a little dull or cheesy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then also the character, I think, is just comes off kind of, like, there's not much there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. So. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then, oh, I just noticed something. Is there anything else that you wanted to say about the murder or the roadhouse or anything? I think that's everything that I had. Okay. I just noticed something during the credits this time. Um, uh-huh. I noticed that there's a Warren Frost, and I looked up who that is, and that's the doctor. That's Doc Hayward, Donna's dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, And I was like, Warren Frost? And I was like, that's, you know, because Mark Frost is like one of the main writers and creators. Yeah. Warren Frost is Mark Frost's dad. Isn't that cool? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, the doctor is, cool. is the... The creator's dad. I just thought that was cool. Um, I think that's all I've got. Yep. I think that pretty much wraps up that episode, which means <laughs> it's time for... Yay! We, ha- we don't have a name for it. Fan <laughs> mail. <laughs> What'd you call it? Fan mail. <laughs> all I could think of was like Blue's Clues and then being like, <laughs> mail time. Or oh, no. It has to no. be something like log related. Oh yeah, we need to come up with something better. Or like tree house. Or like tree house questions or <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll workshop we'll, it. We'll guys. Work on it. <laughs> um but yeah, we got we got fan like communication um quite a bit this past week. It was really exciting. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Really yeah. it means a lot to us. We love it. Please keep it coming, please. We're begging you, pretty much. (laughs) Um, So we got a couple of questions from a lovely listener named Megan. Um, And one of the things she asked is, are there any... She said that she's kind of getting sick of James and was wondering, are there any storylines that we've had enough of? I can think of one right off the bat. Go. Let's hear it. 
It's also something that we've forgotten to talk about. Oh, no. Which oh. is uh, <laughs> Catherine, and, Catherine and Pete. That yes. whole storyline. I'm just, I'm so done with it. I don't like Catherine. Pete is really sweet, but I just, I feel like that storyline doesn't have anything to offer anymore. I think it's just really silly, this uh, uh, disguise that she's been in. Yeah. I don't really care what secret plot she has. I just like, I don't care. I don't care either. I'm so over it. Me too. I agree. Like, that's why I keep forgetting to talk about it. Like, I don't even write it in my notes. (laughs) I just like, like, crappily write it in my notes, but. Yeah. There was an especially weird scene this episode where she like kisses him while she still has all the makeup on. Oh, yeah. It was just weird. (laughs) I asked my boyfriend, because when the character came on screen, I was like, what do you think of that character? And he's like weird why didn't they just get a real asian person instead of like putting prosthetics on someone i was like i, I know. know it looked horrible it yeah. just sounded horrible it just like they had nobody fooled from the beginning they obviously tried hard because they like even set up on like the cast list on IMDb yeah. that it was played by a different character to kind of trick everyone but i it think was just... people were fooled because maybe okay mm. well let's speculate like maybe for one the television probably didn't have as great of definition or quality Mm. oh true so maybe it was easier to fool and who knows they might have like pumped up the definition now that it's digital and on netflix i don't really know if they remastered it or anything that special effects weren't like huge back then either so it probably wasn't yeah a big deal yeah but i just wanted to see like how someone who hasn't seen the show and doesn't know the character at all would see that person and he like right away was like that's not real it's not <laughs> like, like a real fake. asian man <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um i agree with you god i'm so sick of them mm-hmm. um i'm also like i really like bobby and shelly um and it's fun to see them with leo right now but i'm just like as soon as Leo wakes up, which I know he will, I'm going to be so over him. Like, I'm just done having him get shot and not die and then go into a coma and not die and then just be evil. Mm. And I'm kind of over that, too. Yeah, I agree. There's been multiple times where, like, oh, Leo's dead. And, and then we watch the next episode and he's like, oh, no, he's not. Right. And it's just. Yeah. And I'm honestly not that uh, interested in what's going on with Hank at the uh, One-Eyed Jack. You're not? Right not super interested, no. We'll I'm see. to see what happens with that. Well, because I really liked Blackie, and they killed her. And so now it's oh. just Jean, and I don't really have Jean any... Jean and Hank, like, yeah. hanging out. Are they going to, like... Bros. Take over the... Bros. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I just imagine them, like, up at One-Eyed Jack, sipping champagne in a jacuzzi together. Right. <laughs> I have no idea why, just but... Just bromancing <laughs> up at the... <laughs> just bromancing it up there. <laughs> totally. Yeah, so maybe it'll actually be, like, rewarding when they bring them back. I don't know. But right now, I'm kind of just like, meh. I don't care. Like, and you I'm, can tell me what happened or not. I don't care. And Megan, I think you're spot on. I'm. We just talked about how we weren't huge fans of James. Um, yeah. I agree. She also said, um, she's like, I'm very anti-James, especially since he sang that terrible song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> You're so right. It's yeah. stupid song that, that you think is somebody else's voice for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It sounds weird. I'm not letting it go. It sounds it just weird, sounds like Alicia. a pretty girl. It does sound weird, <laughs> but I think it's, I honestly just think that's his voice. That's yeah. his singing voice. Um, okay. Well, we talked about the log lady. Do you have, um, did you, did any food grab your eye during this episode? 
Um, well, there was the milkshake. Oh, and yeah. And just, just the talk about the sandwich, I think, was <laughs> enough to, like, you didn't have to be there, just talking about it. When Ben mentioned, he's just, like, going to go grab a sandwich in the middle of him being arrested. In Twin Peaks, it's, like, talking about the weather. Like, it's, like, the most basic conversation that they have is, like, yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, I think you picked out, like, the only ones that I can even think of. They've kind of ramped down the food obsession recently. Like, Cooper's not mm-hmm. going around talking about any damn good pie or damn That's good coffee. True. They're not making a point to point it out. Right. Yeah. Um, although in, I think it was the first shot of the episode when everyone's lined up at the police department, um, including Cooper's supervisor, who's played by David Lynch, and they're all just kind of like lined up sipping coffee. And I thought that was a cute little moment. And he leaves and says yes. go- yells goodbye. And You're right. And I love that. I like that. Um, what do I call that? Staging, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think that's in a play. But yeah. I like the way that it was all set up. It looked yeah, really I like nice. that, too. Yeah, the images look really nice. Um, I also read today that anytime um, David Lynch goes on like message boards, he types in all caps so that it it like looks like what his character Gordon Cole oh. talks like. <laughs> oh, that's so funny! <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah I love funny. that. <laughs> um, um, did you have a moose head for this episode? Um. think of one right now do you have one Mm, i think i thought of one and now i'm just like not remembering what it was at all um the first thing that comes to my mind um and i I don't even think it's a real moose head i just i don't know why it bothered me so much or stuck out to me was in that scene with pete and Catherine when pete like has a full glass of milk and like Catherine's coming up behind him in the disguise like I knew she was gonna scare him and I was like just waiting for the milk to spill everywhere (laughs) but it didn't and I was kind of sad about it but it was just like kind of funny with the way he was holding the milk and stuff and yeah I don't know I guess I think that's what mine was I think when I was talking about them I was like oh that's probably on my moose head and then I totally forgot yeah Yeah. it's like I I cared about that glass of milk more than either of them in that scene you're just like dead on focus (laughs) focusing on on milk (laughs) That's funny. <laughs> um, what do you rate this episode? Ten. I agree. Ugh, I agree. Favorite character? My favorite character is the log lady. Nice. Yeah. Oh, well, she's good. finally an episode where we can pick her as a favorite character of the week. That's true. She like has a great part in this episode too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like David Lynch and like the makers the people who made this episode realized that as well. And like, that's why they had like a nice entrance for her. And it was just, it was so satisfying. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think mine's going to be Shelly. I just <gasps> love her. Mm-hmm. And she, she's just so sweet. I just, yeah, I just think she's the best. She had such a sweet moment this episode with quitting her job. And I know. The only thing that bothered me about that scene is that Norma didn't try to stop her. Like, I wanted Norma to be like, you're being a fool. Like, no, you don't need to take care of Leo. Like, you need to figure out a different way to get out of this. He's a killer, you know, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. I could never see her character doing that. Because I was thinking about, like, 
the bond and the relationship that Shelly and Norma have. And it's such a, a, a great bond and relationship that they have. And then I was thinking about it and how similar they are that they're both with men that are not good people that are like abusive and controlling and like like are involved with violence you know uh, norma is with hank and shelly was with leland i mean uh, leo and it just like reminds me that they're like really passive and they kind of like accept that and allow those things to happen to them with the men that they're with yeah so and I just got like sad for a second when I was thinking Aww. about that, but it is sad. I know but because they're they're such great, sweet people, you know. I I totally hear you, but that only that makes me feel like Norma is more likely to help her get out of the situation because Norma is older and wiser and should know better, and she should be acting like more in a motherly mm-hmm. like figure. But she's just not. She's being like a friend, I guess, but. It would almost be, I I feel like it would almost be hypocritical of her to do that because then she's not doing it for herself, you know, because she's in a similar situation. That's true. But yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah. It it just frustrates me, I guess. Yeah. I know. We want so much more for them. Yeah. Um, All right. Killer of the week. (laughs) We can't do this one anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Do we officially put this on hiatus? I guess so. Right? I mean... It's, it's such a bummer. It's revealed. It's revealed. I mean, let's reveal it. Okay, <laughs> we ready? We can reveal it. <laughs> ready? Ready? Yeah. It's Whoa. Bob. It's Leland. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I know. I was wondering who was going to say which, but. Yeah. Um. Well, that that was episode seven. Thank you for mm-hmm. listening. The one last thing I wanted to say is that one of our fans, um, he sent us a message on Twitter and was like, I love your accents. And I, <laughs> me and Alicia were cracking up because we were like, didn't realize we had accents. I but mean, of obviously course, we have I accents mean, to different, like other people. Right, right, right. Obviously. In parts of the world. But yeah. you just don't think that you have an accent when you think about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, is that really dumb? Are we like assholes for that? I don't know. <laughs> um but anyway it was very sweet thank you yeah. it was very flattering <laughs> yeah um so th- please write in you guys if you're hearing this and you're like oh my god they're reading emails and you you haven't written us an email write us one so we can talk about it <laughs> we yes. can answer your questions um and you can write into us at logladiespodcast at gmail.com um Alicia, what what's the assignment of the week um I want to know what you guys feel really strongly about, like some things that you really dislike about characters of the show and also things that you just absolutely love and can't get enough of. And Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Good good idea. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at LogLadiesPod um, and find us on iTunes and subscribe to us. Leave us a review. That's how other people find us. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.